G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Vision Christian Radio is all about connecting faith to life. From inspiring stories about the struggles we all face, to helping you understand the issues going on in the world, to clear and understandable Bible teaching, all peppered with great Christian music, the latest news, and even a few laughs along the way. You're about to experience just a small part of what we do. For the full experience, tune into a Vision Christian Radio FM or AM station near you. Listen online at visionradio.org.au or download our free app. Uh, talking through some issues quite controversial uh, now, and Dr. David Phillips from Family Voice Australia joining us, uh, talking through some issues to do with an early childhood program which claims that children are sexual beings. Uh, when we talk through issues of the way that marriage and the definition are being under attack, uh, issues to do with what's happening already in schools so far as the Safe Schools Coalition program which is designed to be an anti-bullying program but looks more like a homosexual recruitment program. And then you have issues of teaching children who are just toddlers about sexuality. David Phillips is joining us. Hello, David. Welcome along to 2020. Uh, Good morning, Neil. David, this is something you're monitoring along. In fact, at Family Voice Australia, you're monitoring a lot of these very controversial and almost, I've got to say, uncomfortable and difficult to talk about topics. Indeed. Uh, but, uh, but when it comes to uh, toddlers and the sorts of things that you're suggesting that they are being exposed to, uh, we can't not say something, we can't not talk about it, because to do so would be negligent. Uh, we need to be able to protect children. Indeed. And so what the uh, Early Childhood Australia uh, resource that's currently being promoted on their website suggests is that toddlers, uh, people in preschool and early childhood programs, um, should be sexualised in the sense of talking about all their body parts. And can you imagine a group of little kids uh, where they, the teacher is saying, oh, let's talk about uh, our bodies we've got eyes and ears and nose but then they go down to the groin area and they talk quite explicitly about um, what boys have down there and what girls have down there and then what I would imagine is the next thing is that the the kids would be saying oh let me see yours and let me see yours Um, and this is just sexualizing children at a time when they should be um, innocent Uh, This is something that the parents um, can do with discretion. But in a a group of, uh, in a classroom setting or a childcare centre setting, um, this is just bordering on child abuse. Mm. It seems to me, David, that there's an issue of wisdom here uh, for those who are setting up curriculums, those who've got a plan uh, to do what they're doing, and it may be a deliberate plan, and I'll ask you about that, but... Uh, But it would appear that obviously as human beings, whole human beings, uh, that there is a sexuality right from birth. But, and of course social science would want to uh, examine all of those things and there'd be a lot of people theorising about sexuality from that early childhood time. But it, it would appear that wisdom 
has gone out the window when you talk about how early you need to expose children to those things. I mean, it's one thing for an academic to write papers about it and uh, do doctoral theses and all sorts of things that people do, but to actually expose the children to those ideas sounds to me like something very foolish. Uh, Wisdom is gone. Oh, absolutely. And one of the things that uh, my understanding of early childhood development is that uh, boy, well, tiny babies uh, don't don't realise there are uh, differences between boys and girls and men and women, and this is a gradual realisation. The first realisation uh, comes, I think, about the age two that uh, there are, there are boys and there are girls, and that humans come in two kinds, and uh, so that dawns on uh, little toddlers. And then the next thing is them to realize well actually this is uh, something that stays with you and the little boys grow up to be like daddy and little girls grow up to be like mummy um, and this may not come until they're a few years older four years old or something and um, the other thing children uh, i mean anyone who observes works with plays with children know they live in a world of fantasy they love playing, being, uh, pretending they're train engines or pretending they're monkeys or elephants. or this. So they live in a world of fantasy and uh, they gradually begin to sort out what is reality. And one of the things they have to sort out is that by changing clothes, if a, if a boy puts on a dress, that doesn't make him a girl. And I gather that uh, understanding doesn't come, from what I've read, until about the age of seven, typically. So what these programs are doing is instead of um, helping children to understand what real life is like, that there are boys, there are girls, that boys grow up to be men, girls grow up to be women, you can't change your, your sex by just changing your clothes or growing your hair longer or cutting it off shorter. Um, while these um, understandings are still being formed, uh, some of these programs are confusing the issue and suggesting that children have a choice as to how they turn out and this is just uh, in the face of reality very dangerous and I think it is verging on grooming children to be manipulated by child abusers. I think everybody probably agrees that fantasy is a regular and normal part of childhood development. Uh, all those sorts of dreams and all of those, as you say, you know, getting into, you know, pretending that you're an elephant, pretending you're a monkey, all of those sorts of things are wonderful. But it's who's controlling those fantasies or who's trying to uh, socially engineer those fantasies where it becomes a very, very uh, difficult and a very controversial situation because when you've got uh, all of these other things that are happening, and and we'll talk some more about that Safe Schools Coalition program because that's all about a sort of role-play fantasy-type things as well. But when you're bringing that into toddlers, I mean, every parent needs to be very concerned about this. Oh, absolutely. And it, it paves the way for what the Safe Schools Coalition program is doing uh, with uh, primary and secondary school children where they are suggesting that they role-play being homosexual, where they s- start to talk about uh, what I would call sexuality is distinct from sex. Sexuality is uh, attraction, sexual uh, attraction or romantic attraction to someone else. Um, and <clears throat> the the thought that uh, they're... Uh, um, 
cultivating um, thoughts about transgenderism where children who are boys say, oh, well, actually, I feel more like a girl, now the, uh, and, and vice versa. And all the evidence is that um, children who are in this stage of gender confusion, they're not quite sure who they are or where they fit, which sometimes happens in uh, early teen years. By the time they're adults, 80% of them have sorted it out and uh, boys uh, are quite comfortable being men and girls are quite comfortable being women. It's only a small proportion that still have this um, gender confusion. But to suggest that uh, uh, confused early teenagers should go down the route of taking hormones and um, genital mutilation surgery to, to uh, apparently change their external appearance uh, is is very dangerous, and the suicide rate uh, among people who go through a, um, a, a sex, so-called sex change operation uh, is 20 times the average in the population. So it turns out badly for many people, and it's irreversible. And um, these uh, an operation, of course, cannot change a person's sex. Um, your sex is determined by your chromosomes and if you're XY you're male, if you're XX you're female and no surgery to genitals can change that. David it seems to me that parents are the missing link here and uh, we might all like to think that it's a uh, sole responsibility of parents uh, to teach children about their body and uh, you know how old that child goes before a parent takes hands off and says uh, you're on your own now uh, that's a, I guess that's a, a major argument that could be debated but but certainly uh, those childhood toddler years into early childhood into those uh, pre-teen years uh, pre-adolescence into adolescence surely uh, common sense would tell you that parents have a responsibility uh, for their children and uh, issues of sexuality there and these things are not necessarily as you are indicating these are not rocket science you don't actually need to have degrees to be able to have a, a basic understanding of these issues of sexuality but parents seem to be missing in action on this and uh, I guess the voices speaking up may be missing in action as well well absolutely it's been long recognized that the primary responsibility for education and, and moral training of children it rests with the parents and this has been the understanding in Australian law for uh, for as long as Australia's been here, more or less, and um, schools are described as being in loco parentis, the Latin phrase meaning in the place of parents. And so any programs of this kind should be with the uh, full uh, prior consent of parents. And some of these programs are not being... They're, they're being worked into the ordinary part of the curriculum where parents do not are not informed and are not asked whether they want this for their child so uh, and not only is um, should the school be acting in the place of parents and seeking parental approval for what they teach this is actually upheld by united nations conventions to which australia is a signatory which recognizes the prior right of parents to raise and educate their children. Another issue before I let you go, David, is this issue of the uh, the inquiry that is set up by the Senate, the harms to children through pornography. 
this is something that there is a very, very narrow window of opportunity now for people to make submissions because submissions to that inquiry close tomorrow. Uh, what are your advice uh, to, uh, to people who can, who can contribute to that inquiry? Well, the inquiry is particularly focused on uh, internet porn and children's access of that. And a lot of children these days, because of mobile phones and tablets and all these things, and porn is, uh, can come up accidentally, um, uh, or children can be shown porn by some other kid at school. Um, and there are kids being harmed by this where they're being led to believe that pornography is how adults relate. Uh, well, it's, it's making the uh, behaviour of adults in pornographic uh, videos and, and so on uh, being portrayed as the normal way that adults relate. But these things are perverted, they're uh, dangerous, and um, the inquiry is looking at those things. So parents or grandparents or uh, people who know of children who have been uh, damaged by access to pornography, uh, they are the sorts of people that the committee would like to hear from. It's a Senate inquiry. If you go to the website of the Australian Parliament and look for Senate inquiries, uh, the inquiry is called Harm Being Done to Australian Children Through Access to Pornography on the Internet. So the encouragement for uh, interested listeners to make a submission to that inquiry and uh, there'll be some details no doubt on the uh, Family Voice Australia uh, site fava.org.au. Before I let you go, uh, David, uh, it is an election year and all of these sorts of things that we talk about and sometimes it's uh, it's good to uh, end a conversation in a proactive uh, sense of saying, well, what can ordinary Australians do to make a difference. It is an election year. Politicians and people who are candidates, potential uh, candidates to be elected, are listening. And this is a time, is it not, uh, to be talking to politicians and uh, prospective politicians? Absolutely. I think every voter should be asking the candidates in their electorate, where do you stand on marriage? Uh, And only vote for candidates who will say, I will uphold true male-female marriage and I will oppose any move to introduce uh, same-sex marriage into Australia. So find out where your candidates stand and vote for the uh, candidates supporting true marriage. And I suspect that given that there is, you know, some sort of doubt over when the election might be, possibilities of an early election, uh, possibilities of a double dissolution election, uh, that there is really uh, even an urgency about contacting candidates uh, and those who are sitting members right now. Absolutely. Yes, uh, there's a lot of talk about a July double dissolution election. Um, Turnbull keeps saying that, no, the election will be in the normal time in September or October, but my understanding is that uh, Liberal Party branches are are getting prepared to um, campaign for an early election, uh, if that is called. 
Well, uh, Dr. David Phillips, great getting your insights. And I'll point people once again, the Family Voice Australia website is fava.org.au and there'll be some detail and background information, ways that you can become informed uh, on those articles that will be there on the website. David Phillips, great getting your insights as usual. Thanks so much for being with us on 2020. Thanks very much, Neil. Good to be with you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.